RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to another episode of the Real Animals Podcast, always presented by my good friends at Contender Boats. Today I am super excited to uh, talk to this guy. He is the owner at Vicious Fishing. You can check it out at getvicious.com. I, I, I wasn't sure when I was thinking about this on the way over here, Greg, I, was, I wasn't sure whether I should say you were the owner or I should say Corey's the owner and Greg works for Corey. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure how I should that's put That's probably it. more accurate. That, that's probably accurate. <laughs> so anyway, Greg and Corey Miner, Greg and his wife, uh, run Vicious Fishing, and uh, they are a partner of The Real Animals, have been before as well. Uh, great people, and I am super excited to uh, to bring you guys up to speed on all the cool things going over going on over at Vicious Fishing. Greg, um, I, th- I want to start with the story. I want to start with the history a little bit of Vicious Fishing. You know where it started, how it started. I know you guys haven't had it all that long, but but there's a history there and in, in a in a good history. So I want to give our listeners the kind of background of Vicious Fishing, how it started, and you know how you ended up being in your position now, owning it and running it and all that stuff. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll try to keep it brief, but, um, we started in, in 2006, I guess, with a trip to ICAST, uh, the team there, <clears throat> previous owners. And, and there was a, a team of guys that went to ICAST and kind of introduced the brand, really walked the show, um, just gauging interest in, in fishing line and the brand itself, um, went well, shipped the first school of line in 2007, I was working with them at that point as a marketing consultant uh, for an ad agency and, and got to know the family that owned the business, um, became friends. Long story short, 2012, I came on board full-time with them uh, as the, the head of marketing. And and then just over time, as things changed in the business and people left to go to other opportunities, I just kept taking on more roles and accepting more things. And uh, I guess by 2016, I was running the business um, for the most part, uh, running the entire operation. Uh, 2017, ironically, Corey was brought on uh, by the owners to manage all the books and, and the accounting stuff and invoicing. And, um, and so, you know, it wasn't a huge leap for us when the opportunity presented itself in 2018 to think, could we do this? At that point, we felt pretty confident um, in what the brand was, what the capability was, where it had been, where it was going, how to do it. So, um, in October of 2018, we were fortunate enough to, to take ownership of the brand and, and we moved everything uh, for the operations to Indiana and, and really um, have just gotten after it for the last four years grinding out business and looking for new opportunities and trying to grow it. So uh, that's how we got to where we are today. Well, and I think it's, uh, you know, for a, a lot of people in the in the industry, a lot of People that love fishing uh, know know the brand. Um, I just don't know if they understand, you know, the quality, the uh, the heart and soul that was put into it. When I when I see the brand, that's what I think of, um, and I guess that's probably because I've gotten to know you so well. Um, and and even you know when it was under previous ownership, there always seemed to be a, a heartfelt, um, a love of the industry there, a, a wanting to deliver a product that was you know, was worthy of people, you know, chasing it down, looking it up online, finding it in stores, you know, going out of their way to stop by the certain tackle stores that had it. So, 
Um, you know that, and then obviously the quality. Let's uh, obviously you, you know vicious fishing does obviously they do braid, they do mono, they do fluoro. Let's start with braided line. In in your in your opinion, Greg, and your your thought process with you being the guy there, what is it that separates vicious braid or puts vicious on the map in that in that circle of braided line in, in the in the world of fishing today? Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of grades of, of braid and, um, you know, braided line is, is just super tough. It's a very strong product. Um, so we, we developed a braid, um, our standard, we call it our standard braid. It's available in yellow, green, and blue, um, from, I think we're actually at a five pound test now, uh, all the way up to 250 pound test. Um, and, and our goal was to create something that's a good quality, slick, um, we're a four strand up to a 50 pound test and above that goes into an eight strand, uh, keep it round, keep it castable, uh, not too much memory. So, you know, as we were, as we were developing that, that's really what we're looking for. And then, you know, you kind of alluded to it, but vicious has always been a brand that looked for a value. Um, you know, not everybody has, has just got all the money in the world to buy stuff. And so we tried to create something that, that carried the quality kept the price point in line um, with where we thought people could afford, but yeah, we could still make some money. Um, you know, we don't necessarily make as much as some of the other guys out there, but you know, we're here and, and we're, we're making it work. Um, so that's our braid. You know, I would say it's just a good solid quality workhorse type of braid in our standard. And then we also have a no fade braid and our no fade is really, you know, in my opinion, probably the best braid on the market. Um, it's an eight strand braid comes in green and yellow um, we carry it right now up to an 80 pound test. Um, it, it does not fade. It's not just a claim. Um, you know, I, I, we had someone that recently reviewed us over a three year period using the same braid. And I think he gave us a 97% or something very similar to a shirt, but the color, the way the color works. Um, if you've got a green shirt, that shirt's going to be green. Yes. The sun will fade it down a little bit, but it's still a green shirt. Very similar to our braid. If you use it for three years, It'll still be green. Um, if you put it side by side with a brand new one, you might see a slight variation, but most people would not know that it was three years old if you didn't have something to compare it to. Um, we consider that to be our high end, our premium braid. So um, got a couple of options there. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the product, uh, and I think that's the one the one thing that stands out to me first and foremost is that castability, and and I you know I I can. I can hear a lot of people listening thinking, you know, well, castability, I mean, abrasion resistance and, you know, tensile strength for knot tying and all. I get all that. But on a body of water like Tampa Bay, where you have, you know, two and a half million people living here and fishing being the most popular participation sport in the country, we have an angler or two on the water with us. So our fish are extremely spooky. So being able to make long casts accurately is paramount to being successful on the west coast of florida almost the entire west coast of florida now still got some you know you still got some sneaky places up in crystal river uh you know up towards the panhandle you know cedar key and uh some areas up there um you know the the stuff down way down south towards the towards the glades you can still be a little bit lonely uh, but the rest of it, you know, Naples and <laughs> even Boca Grande, you know, there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of fishing pressure. So castability to me is really, really huge. So, um, and it does that really, really, it does it as well as any line I've ever used. 
Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a product that I, I just believe in. What I thought was interesting was, so, you know, I had just recently made the switch back to Vicious, which was something I was excited about once, you know, once Greg and Corey let me know there was an opportunity for me to come back there and, and be a part of what they were doing. I, I, I put it out there um, that I was I was joining the Vicious team again, super excited. I put it out on social media, and I was shocked at how many full-time guides on the Tampa Bay waters to who I really respect, some of the best anglers on the bay, like just chirped in right away like, dude, the fluorocarbon's ridiculous. Best fluorocarbon on the, on the planet. I mean, I got that over and over and over again. I got a couple times from guys at the marina like, hey, their fluorocarbon is the bomb. So what is it about the fluorocarbon? I mean, again, fluorocarbon is one of those, you want it to be abrasion resistant. You want it to, you know, obviously be translucent in the water. You know, there's a lot of things that a lot of the fluorocarbons have. But what is it that you think makes all those top guides come to me right away and go, dude, their fluoro's the bomb? I mean, you know, fluorocarbon comes in a lot of grades um, from the resin standpoint. You know, there's, there's the basic stuff that's out there. Um, you know, you're, you're just your basic hundred percent fluorocarbons all the way up to the, to the really high end stuff. And so I think what you'll find in our leader product, which is what a lot of those guys are talking about is we use a little higher level, a little more premium fluorocarbon in our, in our, in our leader, but we kept the price point down. And so people assume when they find it, they'll think, well, you know, here's a basic entry level fluorocarbon. What they're going to get is a high end fluorocarbon in a leader. Um, that's been the biggest difference, I think, is, is when people try our leader, it's probably a higher grade than what they're used to seeing in a leader material um, because it, it, it actually, using the word castable again, uh, it's very similar to some of the high-end casting fluorocarbons that we use, very similar formula. So <clears throat> I think that's probably the biggest difference is it's not just a really highly abrasion-resistant, high-memory-type product that you'll see a lot of times used as a leader. To me, that's the thing. As I was, I was, I was doing some stuff uh, in my in my tackle room the other day, and I was, you know, getting ready for the podcast and just kind of analyzing all the things I like about the different products that that Vicious makes that I use. I was just sitting there playing with the fluorocarbon and looking at it, and I was tying up stuff, and, you know, charters. So you got charters every day. So I'm constantly playing with it. And the first thing that jumped out at me right away was that it. It just seems softer. It seems, and, and you say that when you're talking about fluorocarbon, and you think, well, it's not going to be as abrasion resistant, yet it's still super abrasion resistant. And, and, and when I mean by softer, I mean it just doesn't seem to be so firm, which is going to give you a lot better action with your live baits and with your artificial. So to me, I think that would be the thing that jumps out to me that these guys are in love with because it's abrasion resistant. And I mean, maybe that's what happens when you up the quality of it, that that's what you get. So, you know, maybe for my poor self, I haven't been using very good fluorocarbon before, but uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I was just, you know, literally sitting in my tackle room, just kind of looking at it and tying it and, 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 you know, putting it up to the light and just checking it all out. And that's the one thing that really jumped out to me was that it's soft. It ties up really easy and really securely. Um, and that to me is, is really important. I think that's, that's what changes that the best. Yeah, that absolutely is your resin in the, in the more premium level of fluorocarbon we're using. 
I like it. I really do. I think it's good. And like I said, you know, we had some really, really high-end captains here on Tampa Bay, which I didn't even know were vicious guys. Um, and, and I don't think they're vicious guys as far as on the team. I just think they're vicious guys. Like when they go to the store, they want the vicious fluorocarbon because they like it the best. It performs so well for them. So I think that's a great statement to, you know, what you guys are bringing to the table. Um, now about the mono. What What is it about the mono, do you think, that, that – kind of separates you guys a little bit or a reason that people should, you know, for those applications where mono is really important, you know, where, you know, where does that come in and, and what makes that tick for you guys? Yeah, I think you're going to find the same story. Um, when we started this brand, it was built around the idea of giving a good quality product um, at a price point that made it affordable. And so our mono is just that it's a good quality monofilament you're you're going to have a hard time telling me that there's much out there that's a lot better in the monofilament world but you're going to find a better price when you go looking for it um it's got a low memory it's got good abrasion resistance it ties up nice we've had it and you know from one pound in our ice line um, up to a up to an 80 pound and in, in some of our catfish stuff so you know we've, we've got a large range we carry it in yellow we carry it in uh, in a fluorescent blue we've got it clear we've got it in green so the options are there, and we try to carry, you know, just basically anything and everything that someone would want as best we can. You know, it's not that we're going to carry every color out there, um, but we feel like we've got a good selection of it. Uh, and again, it's just a, it's going to be a solid workhorse product at a price point that's fair. So uh, it seems to be a theme. I like it. I like it. Now we're going to ask you. Now I'm going to roll into some stuff that's uh, not so, you know vicious fishing heavy i want to talk to greg a little bit and just talk about you know i know you're an outdoorsman we had just recently greg and i were on the phone and probably lost an hour hour and a half of our lives talking about deer hunting and big bucks and and all that and indiana and now i want to go to indiana really bad and hunt with greg um but but from the fishing side of it you know what is it about the fishing business you know um, we're probably going to have to get into working with your wife too. I, I'm not, I was thinking about that on my way over here to the podcast, uh, uh, studio, like, so we'll get into that too, but what, what uh, the fishing business in general, you know, what is it about the fishing business? You know, I hear it all the time, people wanting to get in the fishing business and is there something in the fishing business to you that just makes it tick for you and your family? I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of roads with your background in marketing and all that. There's a lot of different things you could be marketing, but why fishing? Well, you know, I, I grew up like like many people in the industry. I grew up out in the outdoors, and and uh, when I was growing up, fishing was a was not just a, a fun thing we did. It wasn't a hobby. I mean, it was putting food on the table, and um, but in an enjoyable way. So you know, no different than hunting. That was just part of of who we were and what we did. And, um, you know, that never really goes away. Once you, once you enjoy fishing, it's kind of a peaceful thing. You get away from, from the world as, as I've gotten older, it's become more of that than, than the idea of putting food on the table. Um, there's just the tradition of it. You know, my son loves to fish. We like to go on fishing trips pretty much anywhere we travel. We find a, a, at least a day to go, you know, find a guide or find some place to fish. Um, and then if once we fish with the guide or even before, we'll try to tackle it ourselves. So there's that, that challenge of trying to figure out how to catch fish. Um, there's a little sense of accomplishment. And then, you know, people have talked about it forever, but there's something about when, when a fish hits your line that, I don't know, just triggers something. Um, so, yeah, I, I, my background was marketing in a lot of corporations and that kind of stuff. But um, I don't know, the, the industry just always kind of struck me, the outdoors in general, 
was something I was always genuinely interested in. It's where my energy went. Um, they weren't always my largest clients when I was working in the marketing side, but it's the one I wanted to work with. It was the people I related to the best. Um, so I, I think that's probably what gravitated us, um, our family to this business and thinking this is something we want to do, you know, for a living. And, and, um, it, it doesn't feel like work as much, you know, it's a grind every day in the fishing industry. Never know what's going to come. So much of it's dictated by weather and, um, you know, what's, what's going to happen and how sales are going to be, but I don't know, it just felt right. And so <clears throat> it was an easy fit for us as a family to think this is what we're going to do and we're going to make a go of this thing. So I got it. I got to know. I, I thought, I thought about just a second ago, I thought, man, we just skip over the whole working with your wife thing, but you gotta, we gotta talk about it, bro. Cause I literally, you know, I was thinking about it. I cast when we sat down, we were talking, I'm like, Greg's wife, Corey, you know, seems like a great lady and she's really involved in the business. And I think to myself, I love my wife dearly. And, you know, it'd be great. It'd be great to have an extra set of hands in the business. But, you know, I've heard her say it many times. People have asked, you know, God, Mike's really busy. Why don't you just, you know, quit doing what you're doing and and help him? And she always says, I really like my husband and I like being married. So that's why I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. So how, how does that whole dynamic work, bro, for those people out there that are thinking about it? I mean, because you guys make it work incredibly well, obviously, but how, you know, how does, I, I just, I'm not sure I can pull that off, bro. Well, I got to be careful because she's only about 10 feet from me now, so she can hear everything <laughs> I have to say. Okay. Um, I you know, be- it has been, it's been a good thing. We, we had to learn our roles. You know, when we first started, I came from a world, um, you know, had been fortunate enough to get pretty high in the company of about, I don't know, there was 80, 90 people working there. When I wanted something or I needed something, I could say, Hey, I need this report or I need that done. And, and they just jumped. I mean, it just happened. Um, that because that was their job and I was number two in the company and things just happened for me. And, and I always said I had people. And so I learned very quickly that that changes when your wife is the person you're asking to do something. <laughs> right. um, I, it, it took us, I'm, I would guess it took us a few months of me asking and her saying, I'll get to it, but I'm going to finish what I'm working on first and then I'll get there or I'll have it for you in the morning. Um, it's taught me some patience um, in that world because like I said, there's times that I'm sitting here and I'm just, I'm just, I can't move on. I don't know. That's my personality is once I've kind of got my mindset on something that I'm working on. It's like, I need to finish this up so I can move on to the next thing, but I can't finish this until you do what I need you to do. And so um, there's been some learning there, but for the most part, I think it's probably just respect for what each of us brings to the party. And she's a very different person. She's very detail oriented, um, task oriented. She can focus on those things. I can't, it's not something I'm good at. And so um, we bring different, different areas to the party and, um, it's just worked well for us. You know, we, we get jokes a lot and we go, we go to the gym, we work out together and it's like, well, do you guys want to work out next to each other? And they're like, we see each other literally all day. It's okay <laughs> if we're not next to each other and we work out. But, um, and then, and then fortunate enough, you know, another part of it with our kids, we're busy. And so we see each other all day, but I barely see her in the evenings because I'm going one way and she's going the other. And so we get some breaks here and there um, just in our personal life where you guys, you know, a lot of couples are at home, maybe in the evenings together. A lot of, t- there's a lot of evenings right now with, uh, with our wrestling season going on that I'm gone from like three forty-five to eight o'clock every night uh, right. chasing my kid and wrestling. So, yep, yep. so that's how I think it's worked, worked well for us. Well, it sure, it sure seems to be working because the, 
the vicious brand is growing and, and you guys are doing a great job and I love to see it. It was, it was, it was part of the reason I was so excited to be a part of the brand. The, the, you know, when you, you talk about family owned and family run businesses, I mean, you guys are it. Um, and it's, it's really impressive. <laughs> you are, it's, it's pretty impressive. So, um, you know, congrats to the both of you. Now we were, we were kind of headed down this road and I steered us over to the whole wife conversation just cause I, I wanted to know, cause again, it comes up in my world all the time and my wife's like, hell no, it's not happening. Um, so as you were talking about your travels and, and, you know, I know you spent some time on the West coast of Florida before, and I'm sure other places as well. But if, if, if somebody was just to say to Greg, Hey, you know, uh, the family, we're looking for a place to go fishing. Uh, we need a vacation spot and we're kind of stuck. What do you recommend? Where would be, you know, a favorite place that immediately jumps out to you that you were like, I just absolutely love to fish here. You know, where would that be and why? I've got two, um, one saltwater, one freshwater that, that just for us has been good to us. Um, I'm going to say before I start my two favorites, we did last year for the first time we were in the, in the North Captiva area. And that was the first time I fished there, man, we caught a lot of different fish. There was just a lot of different species we were catching. and It was fun. Um, you know, it was, we just kind of went, you know, I'll call it trash fishing, but we had my son with us and it was like, let's go catch fish. And I don't care what you can, wherever you can put us on fish, let's go try things. And we had a good time down there. Um, but you know, my two favorites in the freshwater world every year, we go to Traverse city, Michigan and it's smallmouth. Okay. It's an absolute blast. The water looks like the Caribbean. Um, you're catching, we go up there generally in June. We're catching fish off of beds. They're, you know, four or five. Uh, last year I saw a seven pound smallmouth caught. I mean, wow. it is an absolute blast. It's peaceful. It's quiet. The, the kids love it because they can catch fish there. And so always a good time. How do they, so how do you, that's my favorite. How do we, how do we, before we get too far off that freshwater thing, how do you, how do they catch, how do you catch those? What's the, is it, are you pitching those pads with, you know, like you do, like you do beds for bass for regular large mouth? Absolutely. Okay. Very okay. similar, except you can walk, you can look in water at like 10 to 12 feet deep and see them because the water's so clear. But yeah, you, you're catching the females um, early in the season, kind of coming in, feeding, getting ready. And then most of the time we're there, we're catching males at our garden beds. That's a very aggressive fish. And so you throw a light colored tube in there. They're going to come in. They're probably not eating it. They're coming in to clean the bed back out. You catch them. It's crazy. You turn them loose and they go right back to the bed. And within an hour, you can go catch that fish again. And they'll protect that bed for days. And and so it's always fun. Yeah. Um, for sure. That sounds and good. then my saltwater... Um, I've just found a real love for the Keys. I, I don't know. It's something about the atmosphere there, the people there. It's laid back atmosphere. We usually go middle key somewhere. Um, I caught a, a huge tarp in there years ago that they will always carry a memory for me. Um, I mean, I don't know. We just have always had a good time and, and it's just, um, I've still not explored the place to the fullest extent on all species, but I've gone deep water there, uh, for dolphin and we've come back into the reef and, well, like I said, then just, you know, tarping in that area, it, it just, I don't know, there's something about the Keys that I like, and, and it just always is a is a place I want to go every year, is to get back down there and fish some more, so. Fishing, um, fishing, are, I would say that. Fishing capital of the world is how they, they talk about the Florida Keys, so, you know, it, if I ask that question to 100 people, probably 70 of them will say the Keys. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know, there's something about it that's magic, and I love it. Um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I've not explored the Gulf a lot as much as I probably should have by now. 
Um, I know the fishing's good there, and I don't. I'm still just partial to the Keys at this point. Yeah, I get it. I'm actually scheduled to be in the Keys here in May to to film another tarpon show down there, and it's uh, it's a pretty spectacular place to be that time of year when when the fish are on the bridges there and and and. Um, some of my favorite real animal shoots in the 17th season I, I, that I've been doing it have come from the Keys, uh, you know, from sailfish to giant, you know, uh, yellowtail snapper to obviously the tarpon fishing is world class. My biggest bonefish ever came from down in the Keys. So uh, some of the best permit fishing in the world is down there in the Florida Keys. So it's uh, it's a pretty pretty special place. Now what? What's the favorite fish? If if the good Lord came down tomorrow and said, Greg, you know, you're a good man. I love you, but you can only catch one more fish for the oh, rest Lord. of your life. You can catch a lot of them, but you can only catch yeah. one fish for the rest of your life. What would it be? Man, that's a tough one because that's going to tug on your on your memories and going back and <laughs> go, man, I, really want, I want that one one more time. Right. <laughs> I was always growing up, this goes back, you know, and as a, as a kid and into my teens, catfish was my favorite thing in the world because I don't know why. I have no idea why. I loved catching catfish. I always did. Really? Um, I don't know if it was nighttime stuff. It was, as a kid growing up, I didn't have a lot of opportunity to go fish for big fish. You could catch big fish on a budget. Um, I don't know if it was the fact that it was a little slower pace. And so a lot of times it was me and my buddy sitting there and you know, you're hanging out and build a fire and you're catching fish. I don't know. There was something about catfish at the time. And, you know, it's not something I do a lot of now because I don't get to sit still that much. Um, and I've got a son who's, he's going to bass fish if that's what we're going to do. So, um, you know, I don't know. It would be a challenge for me to really kind of go, even though, you know, today saltwater is my favorite. Um, I prefer to go there. I don't know. It's something about not knowing what you're going to catch next. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of creatures under the water. Um, Tarpon was a blast. That one would be very high on my list because I just enjoy the fight. They're they're a fun fish. Yeah, but I still have a lot on my bucket list that I've never had a chance to try either. So that puts you in a puts you in a weird all those questions. I get those questions all the time. So I turn around on the podcast and ask everybody else because they're always very very difficult to uh, to ask. Now, did you know with with vicious fishing having such a big presence in the in the bass world i'm gonna guess that you've had the opportunity to do some pretty special bass fishing we have we have we we get to to travel some i've not hit some of the big texas lakes yet they're on my list Uh, i've never caught that elusive 10 pounder yet but we did some of the disney lakes i did some stuff with major lake fishing um, up in new york with some pretty special stuff around smallmouth the biggest Yes, I feel the opportunity I get to go up to Traverse City is something that I'm not sure I would do if I didn't own this business. Um, I work with a guy there who invites us up and, and takes care of us, and so that's always good. Um, but yeah, we we do. That's, I tell people a lot. I don't get to fish as often as I want, but when I do go, it's generally someplace pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. Good stuff. What's 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 next for vicious fishing for the listeners that are. Is there, is there something, anything on the horizon that you can think of? Or are we just, you know, you know, grinding to, to be this family-owned business delivering, you know, obviously, you know, great value uh, in the fishing business? Or is there something else that maybe Vicious has their eyes set on? 
Well, there's always things that we can expand into, and we just have to evaluate every year as a, as a smaller family-owned business. Does the money exist? Does it, does it make sense to invest in it? Can we get enough return? Can we move the minimum quantities we need to produce? So there's always stuff like that. Um, at this point, you know, we feel like we've got the, the basics covered. The gamut of things is there for most people. So you start looking at niches. Um, there's definitely some saltwater stuff. There's some offshore stuff that we're not doing at this point. Um, we've got a couple of little projects that um, that I've got developed that are just waiting for the right time uh, to come out that are maybe more freshwater oriented. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say that there's always opportunity. Um, the U.S. market is a little interesting. We, we talk to our supplier sometimes, and it's not as technical here. Most people kind of fall back on the on the basics in, in braid fluorocarbon and monofilament. Um, but there are some technical lines out there that either have just super thin diameters or, uh, you know, they float or they sink when they should do the opposite. Those things are all out there. But, you know, I would say near future, we're really focused on distribution and growing what we have. Uh, and then we'll look for some, some inexpensive things to get into that are niche that may make sense for us if we've got a good market for it. Well, I think you guys are doing a great job. I was, I was really excited. I, I would have to say in, for 2022, and, and I, I added a couple of partners in 2022, um, and, and I think Vicious is probably at the top of my list of favorite things. I was super excited to get the opportunity to, to just be able to sit down and talk to you and Corey about uh, partnering back up with you guys. Uh, you and I always got along really well when we worked together before. Uh, I love the product. I love the product back then. I love the product now. Um, the no fade braid I think is spectacular, uh, especially for a guy like me that goes from charters to filming sometimes you know overnight. You know to have that no fade braid to me is is really big because you know some of the other stuff it fades a little bit and it doesn't look like brand new braid, but it is still pretty brand new braid. So it's it's. It just gives everything a great look. Again, the quality of what you guys are doing, what you guys stand for as a family, what you guys stand for as a company is something that Real Animals is very, very proud to be associated with. So um, I appreciate the opportunity to work with you guys, and and I look forward to many, many years of this partnership, and uh, I really appreciate you spending a little time. I know you and and Corey running this business yourself, just, you know, dropping a – 45 minutes here to chit chat with me is, is tough on your schedule, but we really appreciate the time brother and uh, great job as always. Yeah. Well, we're glad to be back with you. Like I said, like you mentioned, we're always friends. I saw you even when we weren't working together, oh, yeah. I still bounced ideas. It's just great to, to have somebody like that to, to talk to and work with. So well, back at you, my friend, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. We appreciate you. Getvicious.com is the website. Ask for it. If your tackle stores aren't carrying it again, a lot of the top guides here on Tampa Bay, a very, very competitive, tough place to catch fish on a regular basis. They're using the fluorocarbon from from Vicious. I'm using the braid. Absolutely love it, um, and, and I think you'll love it too. So, Greg, I appreciate your time, my brother. Uh, give your bride a, a big hug from the real animals and, and tell her thank you for letting us pull you away here for a little while, and, uh, and, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Have a good weekend. All right, brother. You too. Be good. Well, I certainly hope you enjoyed that episode of the Real Animals Podcast as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. My good friend Greg Miner there at Vicious Fishing 
getvicious.com. Listen, it's a great braid. It's a great company. Uh, you know, I, I bring you that because I want you to get to know the people behind the products that I represent because to me, they're everything. Uh, and Greg and his wife, Corey, have done a great job over there. It's a great product. They're great people, uh, good quality Christian people with a, with a great product, always delivering, again, trying to deliver value and all that stuff. Uh, he's just a neat guy. Big time deer hunter. I can't, I'm working this angle here trying to get to deer hunting with him in the great state of Indiana someday, uh, uh, no doubt about it. But uh, again, I hope you, I certainly hope you enjoyed that. We want to thank our presenting sponsor, which is Contender Boats. If you're looking for the boat of a lifetime, to build the boat of a lifetime, custom built, one of a kind, Contender Boats is the way to go. Remember the Real Animals podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, ritampabay.com, and Spotify. Remember, it's real important to subscribe, rate, and review. We're trying to drop these podcasts every other Tuesday, so we're going to try to keep them coming at you even through our busy season here. We'll do the best we can. Sometimes we get off schedule a little bit because of my fishing schedule, but uh, we're trying to make that happen. Uh, the, the great people here at Radio Influence who produce this podcast take good care of us, and, uh, and we're trying to make that happen for you. So we appreciate it. Again, I uh, hope you enjoyed that episode of the Real Animals podcast presented by Contender Boats. You remember, you can reach out to us on our social media outlets. Uh, we are uh, Real Animals TV at Real Animals TV on Instagram and the Real Animals Fishing Show on Facebook. Check us out, drop us messages, stay in touch. We appreciate all of you greatly. Have a great day. <laughs>